1: This is SoCal
2: Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
3: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live Hour 2. We're together each and every day, weekday, from 3 to 5. And it's always good to be with you. You can join the conversation by calling 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Uh, This hour, I want to talk about what words actually mean. I don't know if you think about that, but a lot of things happen in our politics or it happens in even our churches or other places where a word, an important word sometimes, it gets used so often that people forget maybe what it means or people very deliberately change what it means or it begins to have something very general. You know, Things like this change. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a church example, and then I want to give you a uh, political example. Uh, I was in a church, uh, working with a church one time, and the pastor at that church had written this discipleship plan for how to make disciples, and it was a very long book, and the it was actually a great program. In fact, the book was excellent. I thought it was one of the best things on that. Uh, what it was it was something that you did if you were meeting with somebody one-on-one, if you were being very intentional about making disciples, it was a guide for how to do it, and I think it was great. Um The weird thing that happened, though, at this place is over time, and when that pastor moved on to another ministry, the word discipleship became, in that church culture, only using this pastor's method and nothing else, right? So that if you had a different program for discipleship, or if you wanted to kind of do your own thing, or you didn't want to use that book, or you want... You were no longer discipling people, that the weird thing about that church culture was – and this happens – it can happen in your workplace. It's just – it's a human thing where this sometimes happens. What discipleship actually is became something else, and a really good thing to really help people do the work of making disciples of Jesus Christ was what we're called to do, by the way, make disciples of all nations. And uh, for you personally, you don't make disciples of all nations. You make disciples of the people that God has put in your relational world. Those are the people you make disciples of. But Capital C Church makes disciples of all nations. That's what the church does. It it And it became a conflict with people. And it was a very odd thing to kind of have to unwind. Why did the definition of discipleship change to mean only this specific thing, if that makes sense? Um, there is an interesting thing happening in the world of politics because people use a particular word often. Usually people on the right are using this word. It used to be people on the left used this word a lot more in a positive sense. Now people on the right use this word in a negative sense. Uh, It's the word woke. Uh, Do you know what woke means? Like you hear this all the time from different people. Here is, uh, uh, I almost said President DeSantis. I don't know if it's going that way. Governor DeSantis on the word woke.
2: They actually wrote a letter saying this. And in the same letter, they said, "It's fine to go out and protest with BLM, but does not mean it's okay for you to protest against lockdowns or other things that you may." So you know, th- this was this was a, presumably a woke virus. Um, but I think the, uh... but I think that really took the mask off a lot of these people because clearly it's 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 absurd that you would take that position from a scientific perspective. And so that was really showing that this is more about them advancing an agenda and about exerting control.
3: Now, he would probably have some uh, definition that he would use for the word woke. And, you know, he's talking about if you remember during the uh, during the shutdowns, everybody's locked in their house, right? You can't go anywhere. Most of the churches are shut and most of the businesses are shut. You can't do all the stuff. And then in the shutdown happened at the end of March. And you had two weeks to uh, flatten the curve, which was a typo. It was supposed to be two years to flatten the curve, apparently. And people are still at home. And then you have the first week of June, you had all the riots um, after the George Floyd uh, thing happened. And one of the controversies going on outside of those issues was the idea that Hey, all these people are out there. We've been locked in our homes all this time, and yet you have hundreds, sometimes thousands of people marching arm in arm, close together, and no masks, no no, nothing. This was before there was really any conversation about, you know, uh, vaccines or shots or any of that. This is early on in this pandemic, and people said, well, hey, how come they get to go out just because they're protesting? And, you know, the jokes at the time were is that people came out and they said, well, you can you can go outside for a protest. And then people said, well, I want to protest the lockdowns. I want to protest other things. And you were told, no, you can't protest for that. You get covid, which made no sense. Right. It was, I think one of the the turning points in what people were thinking at the time for so many people is that they're you know where you're being told you're gonna get the COVID and we had all this weird stuff. You remember the weird grocery store experiences, you know, where you weren't even allowed to go the same you know, more than one direction down the aisle. Do you remember that? We should not forget how crazy this got that you you <laughs> because apparently the breathing can you know you can only go one way. If you cross somebody in the aisle then you might get the COVID. So they had arrows on the floor in the supermarkets, like it was one-way street. So if you wanted your ice cream and you're right next to the door you, and the arrow was pointing the other way, you had to go all the way around and go up the side, right? There were there was so much of that early on. You had to wait outside in Costco. It was like going to Disneyland and waiting in a line where you have the zigzag back and forth. You had to wait outside with your cart, and then they only let certain number of people in the store at a time. And this was the same in lots of places. You weren't even allowed to be open. If you didn't and you had no sports, you couldn't go originally, you couldn't even go to the beach. You couldn't do outside things. Right. Well, all of a sudden we're having these protests. And the idea was you're not going to get covid if you're having the protest. It's okay to do that. It's just not okay to do anything else like anything else. Well, that didn't make any sense. And, you know, some people were afraid that all the protesters were going to get sick. Right. And that did not happen. I'm sure it happened for some people. I'm positive. Some people probably passed the virus. But. Mostly, but particularly for young people, which we know, you know, a whole lot now is it probably didn't affect you that much. And mostly it was young people in these uh, protests. That's what he's talking about. It didn't make any sense. But the word woke that he is using a lot, he likes to say that uh, Florida is the state where the woke go to die and those kinds of things. It is. What does that mean? So somebody was asked about this this week. And on, and it went viral uh, throughout social media, and it's kind of a big deal that this happened. And so she was asked this, and it's not really a big—actually, it's not a big deal at all. But listen to how this goes. What I'm getting at here is she's using the word woke, and then she's asked to define it, and she can't.
4: And probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when when well, we talk about traditional, what does that mean to you? Right, could, could, would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So. I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is.
3: And it's funny that she said that because it did go viral, actually, um, and uh, she couldn't define it.
4: Sort of the understanding that we need to, re- to- totally re imagine and re-, re reduce society in order to create hierarchies of oppression um sorry i it's it's hard to explain in a 15 second soundbite
3: so here's the question i have is what is the definition of this and how has it changed and not just this word there are lots of words that we kind of the definition changes. And I can go through that one a little bit. Um, But in what does MAGA mean? So President Biden likes to say the MAGA Republicans. MAGA is an acronym for Make America Great Again. But he can't possibly mean all Trump voters are MAGA. So he defined it recently in an interview says, oh, about a third of Republicans are are MAGA Republicans. And you kind of go, well, okay, but what is the MAGA Republican? You know, how do you define that? Is it somebody who voted for Donald Trump? Is it somebody who believes in certain things? What if I believe in some of those things and I don't believe in all the other ones? See, and we start to use words. In the church, here's one for you. What is an evangelical? How would you define that? Do you know how to define that? Like, how would you define evangelical? How would you define discipleship? You know, what is that? I was reading a uh, a book by a guy I respect a lot. And the first chapter of it, he defines discipleship in a way that I totally thought was wrong. Well, that's not discipleship. The book basically said discipleship is the process of doing church, where you come to church every Sunday, and you're in a Sunday school, you're in a small group, and you do Bible, you do your quiet time in the Bible. And he defined basically the system of doing church as discipleship, and that's it. And I thought, well, that's Part of it, but that's not discipleship. I wouldn't put that as the the term. You know, words mean things, and it's something that is very very important. With the the woke term, and you, know, how would you term it? Do you use the word woke? Do you in conversations with people you say woke, positive or negative? However, you use it. What does it mean to you? What do you think about this? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Um, you know, woke was something that began a long time ago, the idea that you became aware of different things going on in the culture. The idea of woke is that you, you're you awake, right? That was if you were looking at it from an academic standpoint, you know, 10 years ago, uh, whenever that word started to come around, it was about being aware and informed about social and political issues, usually related to race, or gender, or social justice. I mean, social justice is another term that's changed. Gender we've changed, right? Gender used to mean the same thing as sex in regular uh, conversation not too long ago. It doesn't mean that now. You know, how often do we use these words and we think we're communicating one thing, but we're really communicating another? And, you know, now woke is probably best Defined as somebody who is actively working to challenge and dismantle fundamental systems, uh, in a if you were a positive looking at it, you're you're saying systems of oppression, right? But what it turns out to be so often is fundamental systems of the family, of institutions, of the church, of government, of other things. And the danger of it is that you are – and this is what I would say is that all those issues, by the way, they have important things to talk about, right? We need to do better. There's all kinds of improvements. There's things that we need to talk about. But when you get into the agenda of it, you find out that it's about tearing down the foundation of systems to build basically a brand new society. Um, No one has successfully built that society or even in most cases defined what that is. Uh, that's the danger of it, because that's where you end up with oppression that's where you end up with far worse oppression than what you tried to undo and it's because when when you're dealing with that you're everybody ultimately becomes an oppressor everybody becomes an you know, oppressor of the next group that has you know more disadvantages one way or the other um but the definition has changed, and there's a op ed that was written by a guy named Ben Dominic, And uh, he's been a controversial figure for a couple of reasons, mostly because I guess he plagiarized something and got fired from the Washington Post. But he wrote an article that I thought was actually pretty good here. He is talking about the word woke and how we need to have a different word because it's become something that's too general. That, you know, woke, he says in his article, and uh, the article is called, we need a new word for wokeness. He said that in 2012, people were using Stay Woke on social media, uh, particularly Twitter, uh, just to say uh, you're connected with one another with this idea of uh, the type of you know country that you want to build or whatever it is. But these, and it was maybe seen more often as a positive thing, not by everybody, but if you were in that group, you'd say that. But now it's more kind of a a sneer you know, it's something he says that it's quoted usually. uh, Democrats, uh, for example, he says one of the biggest threats to the Democrats in the next election is wokeness, right? That it's something that and that might be true, but how do you define that? And what's the difference between woke and politically correct? What's the difference between somebody who is just concerned about issues of race versus somebody who has uh, an agenda that might be beyond even whatever the issues are of race, right? Both can't be the same thing. Like, you can you can be very concerned about racism, and you can be very concerned about uh, systematic racism or whatever you want to call it, and not, not necessarily be somebody who also wants to tear down the system. You might just want to correct the system or address certain things, right? There's a difference. Uh, but now it's kind of this general term. What he's arguing is that we have to be very, very careful, because actually, what he argues, is that what's behind wokeness is something that is very, very destructive. Behind what it really is going on is cultural Marxism that drives people to go after the church, the neighborhood, the family, and targets young children. We talked a lot about that in the last hour. He goes, when you're using it in a casual way for just maybe beliefs that might be on the left, um, you're... You are eliminating people 's thoughtfulness on the things that are actually very dangerous. does that make sense? So what do you think woke is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven How would you define it? Penny in Canoga Park. Welcome to Southern California live
4: Thank you, Scott. You are wonderful, and so is your show. Well, thank I you. came up. I kept asking everybody what is woke, and no one could ever give me an answer. So I came up with my own definition before, before the letters woke weapon of known evil
3: <laughs> okay. That's one way to look at it but you know here's the thing I think you you are I think in a way making my point is that people use this word a lot but I don't know if we know what it means. They don't. You know, and I don't know if people who even consider themselves woke knows what knows what it means. And I think it means something different in 2023 than it meant in 2020 and it means something different in 2020 than it did in 2015.
5: It's well, a, it's an I interesting thing doesn't know. it? <laughs>
3: Like the way Yeah, but I I think I understand where you're coming from, right? Because what this article that I'm quoting is talking about is the reason we need a new word for woke is because it's become so broad and unknown what people even think it means, is that you know he says what really is going on is a project of ethnic cleansing, is what he says, meaning it's just gonna destroy everybody in the country, destroy uh that there are some people with that agenda. But I'll bet that most people who consider themselves woke haven't thought thought it through in that way right it's <laughs> it's, the, it's the wrong word all right thank you penny for uh, you. Your, your thoughts Bye. there. all right 888-528-2557 rachel in orange county welcome to southern california live
4: hi thank you yes um great show love listening to you thank all, you every day on my week work so i appreciate that um you know i um i have a friend you know who's who's my best friend who's staunch Democrat, and I, I'm not. So, um, you know, that term, she she brought it up. She said, you know, that's something that only um, Republicans use. Like, Democrats don't use that word.
3: Yeah, what did you think um, when she said that?
4: Uh, well, it made me think. You know, I thought, like, well, I, 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 I didn't want to be stereotyped like that. But the word, to me, I, I was actually using that word before it even became – associate with the Democrats, as when I became um, more aware of my spirituality, my Christianity, and my walk with Christ, I felt I was woke, you know? Mm, Yeah. Um,
3: Well, and, and, you know, you could, biblically, right, we are, we're dead, and until we meet Christ, now we're awake.
4: Exactly. So I have always thought it was, you know, in that aspect, it was not a a, a negative and have a negative tone to it, Um, but um it, it kinda changed over so when I say, you know, I'm 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 woke in, in Christ, they don't know what I'm talking about because they only associate it with Democrats. Yeah. Which I, I think that, you know, we should take the word back just like we should take our rainbow back, you know.
3: Well, I um, think that the the word has a it's an interesting conversation I think cuz the word means something different. And I mentioned there's other ones, you know, another political one is MAGA. Who well what's a MAGA Republican that the president keeps, you know, who is that that he's referring to? You know, what's the difference between a MAGA Republican who voted for Donald Trump and a non-MAGA Republican who might have also voted for Donald Trump? There is, you know, right, right. the or president like a patriot, there's a difference. But you know, well, what does patriotic. that mean? In in uh, um, in in Christianity uh what's an evangelical? I think we used to have a really clear understanding of what that is, but I'm not sure that we do. What's a what is in Christianity what's a liberal? I think that right, has changed over time, right? right? Words right. words matter.
4: I I agree. Yeah, yeah words you got to uh, Also there's a word out there that people use against um anti Christians, were, which kind of I, you know, I had to look it up because, uh, you know, some a Christian friend was referring to somebody as a, a Christ, Christophobe, a Christophobe. Yeah. And I thought, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, was that somebody who's
3: afraid of Christians, or is it afraid of yes. Christ, yes. or I it up people and named Christ?
4: Somebody who was afraid of Christians, but I thought it also had a negative tone to it, and it shouldn't be used if uh, me as a Christian, I, I wouldn't use that. Term, but I a lot of Christians are using it against other um, people who aren't Christian. Yeah. All right,
3: Rachel. Thank you for for your call. I think uh, it's it's so interesting to hear this because this is what I thought is that people are going to have a uh, an understanding that not everybody means the same thing when they use uh, words like this. Patricia in Huntington Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Hi. Good afternoon. I guess my identification, or, or I'm sorry, I'm driving so. Anyway, um, my four grown sons and the rest of our family always refer to woke in a very derogatory manner. Yeah. And to us it means everything that is totally far left, no common sense whatsoever, and people that just don't seem to be living in our world anymore. They're in their world of their own.
3: You know what I think is interesting about that? I think that might be where a lot of people would be, but where do you draw the line between somebody who is um, really talking about things that don't make sense um, versus people who just have a different opinion about how to run the country?
5: Well, they have a different opinion, and by the way, I firmly believe that everyone has the right to their own opinion as far as that's concerned. But all things considered, we have to figure out what's best for the uh community as a whole not just these few people who want things their own way and there is no other way
3: well they would say the same thing though that's that's you know and we would disagree but i know but that's that's what i'm getting at is that maybe the terms like this they lose uh, a little bit of meaning um on on that i got to go to a break thank you for your call here Um, Patricia, thank you so much. Hey, when we come back, um, we'll have the same conversation. I'll give you a little bit of thought about this. But uh, there is a decision that was made by an all-women's college earlier this week about whether or not to uh, accept men in the all-women's college. And I'll talk about that as soon as the Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
4: This morning, a major move coming from students at Wellesley College. In a non-binding election, they voted Tuesday to expand admission eligibility to transgender men and more non-binary applicants. A student referendum posed the question, should the all-female college change its admission policy to allow non-binary people who were assigned male at birth and transgender men Despite the vote in a statement to the New York Times, Wellesley College says there are no plans to change the admissions policy as a result of this election. Transgender women can attend Wellesley, as can non-binary women who were assigned female at birth.
3: All right. So that's a report. uh, Something that happened. There's so many things to unpack in that statement. We're talking about the meaning of words. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrier with you. 888-528-2557. And how words can change their meaning over time. Sometimes that's deliberate. Sometimes, you know, when you start to hear, you know, in this subject, there is a deliberate move to change literally the definition of woman. That's been something that we've seen in our, our culture that literally is going on to, you know, a woman rather than being an adult, you know, female human being, which is pretty simple definition, is to change that to anyone who identifies as an adult female human being. It's different. Uh, And the all-women liberal arts college, this college, Wellesley University, if you're not familiar with it, Wellesley College, actually, it's not a university, uh, it's where Hillary Clinton went, Madeleine Albright. It's got a long history. It's 150 years old. And here's something I'm just confused about in this whole thing. So the student body officials, the student body, yeah, officials, um, voted on what's called a gender inclusivity ballot. And the idea was to change the language of Wellesley uh, to include – to be more inclusive to students who might be transgender. But what they're actually doing is trying to allow trans men to go to Wellesley. So a trans man – and I get confused by this all the time – is somebody who was born a woman who now identifies as a man and the school is going to reject this. The school is going to say no, we're not doing that. Although we do allow trans women, men who identify as women to come here, but we're not going to allow the women who tra- who identify as men. But the student body is saying, "No, we need to have these women. These women are already here," they say, "we need to let them be here." Now here's my question about this. We are being told that we have to accept a trans woman, a man who now identifies as a woman, that we have to accept that person as fully a woman in every possible way and that there's no difference in how we treat that person than somebody who was born a woman, right? So we're being told that as a trans woman, uh, you have to be con- you know, considered a woman. But here, the, the thing that I think is inconsistent is the student body at Wellesley wants to have trans men stay in an all-women's school, shouldn't they have to treat the trans man as fully a man if they're going to be consistent with the whole thing and get those people are kicked out? It would seem to me that if, oh, you're a man, well, I guess you're out now, right? That's you know, So there, there's no consistency with it at all. We're talking about definitions of words that change. There's political words, but there's also words in the church, right? So there's, there's woke has been a word that uh, is hard to define, that people define differently. It's used a lot, usually now as a derogatory thing, usually people on the right saying that uh, about people on the left. Uh, MAGA, which is a ac- acronym for Make America Great Again, is a derogatory term now for people on the right. But who is that? Who are, who are the people who fulfill that? Uh, evangelical in the Christian world, what is that? It used to be a Bible-believing person who believes that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and was resurrected on the third day and is the only way for salvation, and an evangelical is somebody who wants to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. But that word is now even being used as somebody who is just a certain kind of voter, or you know, it's sort of taken away from its usual thing. What happens with words like this? How do we define them? 888-528-2557. Uh, Peter in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey there. Hi, Peter.
6: Um, on the on, on woke thing, being, being black, it's, I think it's something that was taken from black culture and kind of adopted by everybody in the, in the same way civil rights was. So woke was a term that had to do with black consciousness like are you woke it's it's like slang right like slang almost
3: yeah that is where it began as that
6: right but when white people adopt that support that cause and they and then they want to say oh i'm woke too but you can't be woke to your blackness if you're white (laughs) so now it becomes so now it becomes a political term yeah as opposed to a self-conscious kind of spiritual awareness, social awareness term. As, as it expands, it becomes something different. The same thing with civil rights. Civil rights used to be about black rights. Yeah. Then it became women's rights, gay rights, because suddenly the term is used in an, in an expansive way, as opposed to the culture where it originated. So that's so that's kind of what keeps happening like the lady earlier. Well, this is how I define it. This is how I define it. Yeah. So as as certain people come into supporting what was originally kind of like a black term or black agenda and and using it in a more general quote unquote liberal political way, that's when it starts to become negative because now it's you use it for the environment, you use it for all these other sort of social, general, social, equal terms that have nothing to do with blackness. And that's why suddenly now everybody's like, oh, woke, woke, that's like the most negative, everything. Woke has just sort of become this general term for I, I don't know, like they say, radical left.
3: Right. Now, how do you, so how do you I, feel I, about it? Because I, I, I feel like it destroys whatever the original purpose was, right? It changes anything positive about it. And when it gets adopted, and then everybody can just do what they want with it.
6: Absolutely. The same thing. So that's like hearing to me sometimes when people talk about rap. Like I'm from the East Coast. Rap came up in the East Coast as an alternative, like hip hop, as an alternative to fighting. And gang, it was fun. Mm. It was like you would have rap battles, it was and then suddenly as it became commercialized, then it, you somebody created this gangster rap thing that is now promoted like rap is this hedonistic, misogynistic kind of thing that is not what it originated as. Yeah. So it's frustrating that as things expand in the culture, it seems like it takes on a more negative connotation than it takes on a positive. Con- it, it doesn't, the positive original intent gets diminished as it expands into the culture. And, know, and that's just.
3: You're hundred percent right, Peter. That is where the, the word began. And it was something that had very specific purpose and meaning to help black people and to have an understanding in black culture. And now right. it's it's all over the place on the left with a whole bunch of, of issues. That's why there's a lot of, uh, conv, you know, a bunch of mixing of issues with, like you said, civil rights, that some of them are civil rights issues, but some of them are really not. Or at least they're not in the same category or they should be in different conversations, I think. And then, right. it, and then it diminishes the, the things that really need to be accomplished with civil rights. Than the way we used to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, uh, thank you for your call. I think that your call is very clarifying. I think, I bet most people didn't realize that that's where this came from, that it originated in uh, African American vernacular. Yeah. And that that's what it meant. And you're right about the rap music, too. I remember that positive um, side to it when it first became uh, popular. And uh, it changed. Uh, And I don't think that's good. I think it's it is a bad thing. Peter, thank you so much for calling Southern California Live. All right, see, Peter points out exactly what this is, right? That we tend to take words that might have had a positive meaning or at least a specific meaning for different things, and we we actually damage the whole thing. So another example would be evangelical, you know, speaking to a Christian audience. You know, evangelical is something that, Uh, I think you would have said years ago it's positive, but now that term is being heard as negative by a whole lot of people, right? And if you are somebody who considers yourself an evangelical, you probably don't think of it that way. You might think, well, why would it be negative? But, you know, it is something that has changed that when somebody says, oh, they're an evangelical, it often has a negative connotation that usually means they're highly political and not, you know, it begins to be not about Jesus. It begins to be about a Political perspective. It begins to be um, about maybe social issues and other things that are outside of Scripture or outside of Jesus Christ. It's a word that we've, I think, we are damaging uh, and changing what it means. That's This is a powerful thing, and this is why it's important to really track with language and be careful about the words that we use. 888 528 2557 is the number. Oscar in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Oscar, you still with
1: me? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, Oscar. Yeah, so pretty much what I was thinking in the word awoke, um, the way I would understand it, that pretty much would make sense, pretty much especially where it stemmed out of. is pretty much somebody that came to a realization of an actuality of something. For example, you know, say, for example, the black people, they're they're talking about what the truth is, they're saying that, Racism was over, everybody was okay with you know racism being over, but the actual fact was was that it wasn't over. There was still discrimination, there were still things going on, you know, so they were going to use the word the term woke is to bring out these things and telling people you know be awake, be aware of the things that are actually happening, and you know even though it stemmed from you know the that movement with the black people, I think it just you know it relates to everyone you know and then just and then just because. Just because you feel that you identify as a woke person doesn't mean that whatever you are thinking that is the woke, you know, um, for example, though, how can I put this? Whatever you think the woke realization you have doesn't mean it's the correct one. For example, there are people that have theories about Mm -hmm. the government, you know, and they say, you know, stay woke, stay woke. This is what's really going on. This is what's going on. The government's lying to you or whatever. That's their opinion. And then, you know, based on the facts, based on different things, is what they believe. So I think it's just a term that's supposed to be used for just coming to the realization of an actuality or belief that you have based on whatever facts you believe you have, right? But people, obviously, they'll use it to their benefit to whatever point they're trying to make, yeah, especially I think, in, with politics, you know?
3: Yep, they're using it uh, in all kinds of different ways, which at the end of the day, Oscar, it means that the word begins to not have meaning because in our communication, people, you might be using the same word, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Um, all right, Oscar, thank you for your call. I got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. I want to talk about uh, the word evangelical because I think that's something that we should be aware of. And the idea, what do we do? Because honestly, sometimes a label like that, you know, it's it's helpful maybe for insider groups, but maybe it's not helpful um, long term. Maybe it doesn't matter so much. How do we get beyond these words and actually deal with the issues of society um, rather than just dividing and dividing and dividing? And we don't even mean the same thing. All right, here's the break, here's the number eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I'll be back with all of that as the Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
3: Welcome back to Southern California Live. We're talking about the meaning of words, what people think they mean. Sometimes they don't mean the same thing. And uh, we've been talking about the meaning of woke and people have different views on that. I want to ask this question. What does evangelical mean? What does it mean in twenty twenty three? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Paula Paula, North Hollywood. Welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Oh, thank you. Hi, Paula. Uh, I'd like yes, are you there?
3: Yeah, go ahead.
5: Am I there? You sure are. Okay, hi. Uh I'd like to address the word mega.
3: Yeah. Uh, we asked that question earlier. What does that mean? Who who does that define? Well, what is it?
5: It's a Make America Great Again, and it's it's, uh, patriots that love God and country.
3: Okay, that would be your definition of of MAGA.
5: That's definitely what we are.
3: (laughs) All right. Do you think that um, everybody agrees with that? Because what you just said, you know, the president, President Biden, uses that term very derogatively.
5: Oh, yes, he does. You know, but
3: I think if he would have your definition, he may not say it, even if he thought it. You know what I mean, he uh, he has a different know. he has a different definition of MAGA.
5: Yes, I know that we're yeah. terrorists or something. You no, know, yes, we are definitely like that. patriots that love our country. We want to keep our country. We yeah. don't want it to be slammed and can you, taken apart like it's been? Can
3: you be MAGA? Can you believe in those things and not consider yourself MAGA?
5: Oh, I don't know. I guess so. Sure.
3: Right, because uh, there are I'm people a, who I'm a Christian. Sure. And that's an interesting thing as I think people have a different thought about it. Thank you for your call, Paula. I appreciate yes, that. Thank you. And, and I'm really glad that you called in that because I said, what's MAGA? What does it mean? So I think uh, getting a different perspective on that, I think, though, you know, her definition might be what a lot of people would say. That's not what the president would say, though. I think, uh, you know, he's using it as a very negative thing. And, you know, words, they mean things, right? it It's something that we've got to be very certain about in our language, and we're getting away from that. What's an evangelical? Uh, what is that? The, the old idea of evangelical, you've probably heard. If you're listening, you know, you, you maybe have heard that word, but evangelical has historically referred to a movement in Christianity that really emphasizes the importance of personal conversion, and becoming a Christian, converting to become a Christian, the authority of the Bible, and the sharing of your faith in Jesus Christ, the sharing of the gospel. And so an evangelical church or an evangelical person, people would understand that that meant those things, that if if this church says they're evangelical, authority of the Bible, sharing the gospel message, personal conversion, those are big deals. And the and a strong emphasis, emphasis on the belief that salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection alone. That's evangelical historically. I think that most people who would consider themselves evangelical would still hold to that. It was kind of it became something to be on the other side of liberal Christianity, which I think maybe that name has changed too, where that would be people who don't have the emphasis on that, maybe don't find the same level of authority in the Bible or even have views that uh, Jesus is not the only way to salvation <clears throat> and uh, other things, more of the more of a religion uh, that's a little different. And that was maybe more of an internal Christianity word. One of the things that's happened in common language today, though, is evangelicals become something different for a lot of other people. Um, political associations, usually conservative politics, um, with the idea that the negative side of it would be that the, there's a perception that evangelicals are more concerned with political power um, than spiritual matters. Um, hypocrisy, because there's been a lot of high profile cases of very prominent, uh, evangelicals having scandals, uh, with money or sexual stuff, things like that. Um, and it's changed the level of that word. How do we, you know, is a word like that even important for us as Christians? You know, I think, you know, do we have to have, you know, at some point we do have to differentiate on certain issues. Right, I, I do think there's a huge difference between somebody who calls themselves a Christian who believes that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him who believes he's the only way of salvation. It's a huge difference in entire worldview between that person and somebody who thinks that Jesus is just one of many ways who might also call themselves a Christian. There's, there's some reason to have that term, I think. What do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Dan in Rancho Santa Margarita, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh yeah, it used to be a beautiful word, but uh anymore it's a dirty word, it's a nasty word, it's a mean-spirited word. It's used as a word as like a cudgel to 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 cut you. I I think we're going to have to go back to just calling ourselves simply Christians because if you look at the left, if you watch maybe CNN or MSNBC or Joy Reid or Joy Behar or something, they've made evangelical a very, very dirty word. So I I think we shouldn't use it. I think we should just call ourselves Christians, although they've made that a bad word, too. We're kind of in a corner, but that's where we're at.
3: Yeah. You know, Dan, I I think you're right about that. You know what, though? And here would be, this would be the, the answer. Tell me what you think or what I would suggest is the answer. I think you're right. We just call ourselves a Christian or a Christ follower. But at the end of the day, what matters is are we are we actually following Christ in our life the way we live our life because if we are then those criticisms don't stick. Does that well, make sense?
2: What what that means now is we're anti woman, we're anti gay, we're anti LGBTQ, we're anti woman, we're just anti everything. I think Christian might be might become
3: that. But And I think we might have to get used to that being the case in our country, but I think that the success of our mission is going to come down to not the label that we have, but how we treat one another.
2: Absolutely. How we we actually, need to treat each other good. We, always have, we have a high standard to meet, and uh, too often we don't meet it. Yep. But, uh, and but I think that's, mean, that's something... Everybody, yeah. we're, we're, we're just by a different standard.
3: We are. And uh, and I think we should uh, accept that and live up to that call of Christ. Uh, that, I think, yeah. would be a big, great thing for the church. Thank you, Dan, so much uh, for your call. Uh, let me get uh, Brett in San Diego. Welcome to Southern California Live.
7: How you doing? I'm just uh, here to answer the question on evangelical.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Um,
7: it seems as though we're talking about things as a label. Um, as far as it goes with evangelical, it's the phrase evangelical christian originated in germany in the 16th century where the protestants were identified themselves as evangelicals um it meant someone who accepted the authority of the bible to understand the gospel right. so that it's saying its primary root is the gospel so yeah, i don't really feel that to identify ourselves as a christian be, more or less just means that we live by the the word of God, the truth, the gospel, and that's essentially where the origin of evangelical came from. Yeah, before the Reformation happened. You're right,
3: and I think it's just changed in our vernacular, and some people are sort of using it in a negative way. Um, we, you know, the 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 meaning of the word as it's communicated has changed. Um, yes. And, you know, I think, uh, Brett, and I appreciate your call on that, and uh, you're right about that. You know, and I bring this up because I think you should know it. I think it's important to know it, but don't be depressed by it because, you know, maybe you – it's – we should not find it strange that the world would become against us. It's odd for us in the United States, you know, as uh, the last caller said, you know, there are certain shows – he mentioned a show, you know, on CNN that's super negative to Christians for sure – Uh, Christians or evangelicals, and the context of it has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that's how that person views Christians. You know, Jesus, you know, the scriptures tell us that they will know we are followers of Jesus by our love, not by our labels, uh, not by the the name on the side of the church that we are a member at, not because we carry a Bible with us, not because we do religious routines, but people will know that we are Christians by our love, that we, they will know that we follow Jesus. And you know what? I think people know that. I think that as much negativity as might be growing um, for Christians, that in your relationships, the people who actually know you, which by the way is the group of people where you make disciples, most of the time you don't make disciples of people you don't know. It's not really possible. It's not, uh, I don't want to say it's impossible. Sometimes you have a, a moment with somebody where a stranger and you share Christ. It happens. But almost all of the time, discipleship happens with people that you know. And people who get saved are people that you know, that you know well enough to trust you well enough to share the gospel or invite them to Easter services or to a Harvest Crusade or an evangelical outreach event, whatever it is. And they get beyond whatever labels are out there or whatever negativity might be there, not because they've understood a definition on paper, but because they've understood you, because they understand that you really believe this based upon your life, based upon the way you treat people, even people that you disagree with. So, you know, how do you treat people in your life who you might have profound disagreements with on politics or on LGBTQ issues or other things? You know, how do you interact with a person who you definitely disagree with. I think that it is very powerful when even that person can't deny uh, that you care about them. Now, some people are just hostile, and if you don't agree with them, then you don't love them. That's being said. I think you have to brush that off and move on. That person has a problem. But I think that the church and the awakening, to use that word, to the revival that maybe is happening is because we're learning that that we will be known for our love, and it's undeniable when people see the love that comes from Christ. That needs to be you and I. A lot to talk about with that, but we're done for today. Thanks for all the calls. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We're on every day from 3 to 5. Get the podcast on Spotify and our radio station website. God bless you. I will see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Good night.